Welcome to the Rams post-game show here on House of Horns. My name is Victor Corona, a.k.a. Uh, Vic the Producer. Uh, joining me from SoFi Stadium is Gilbert Manzano, who does it for the OC Register and the LA Daily News. Gilbert, another tough loss, rough loss, actually, for the Rams tonight as they go down to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, what was the reaction from the locker room tonight? Yeah, it's starting to feel like same old, same old uh, for the Rams. You know, it's like the defense is trying to do its part and hold up, but the offense is not doing it. And then now you're starting to hear uh, Sean McVay say, hey, you know, Matthew Stafford can't really do things out there because you're not helping. We need more help from Matthew Stafford. So that's kind of like, okay, enough is enough of being nice. Now it's like, okay, you guys haven't done enough for Matthew Stafford. But, you know, it is same old, same old with 22 to 10. And, Victor, that is the third time this season the Rams high-powered offense uh, once – once ago, I guess, uh, you know, for the Sean McVay, Matthew Stafford has been held to 10 points or less. The Buffalo Bills game last week against the 49ers, I guess Monday against the 49ers and today. So this offense is, is broken, but there were some signs of positivity. You know, the, the bomb to Atwell, the 75-yard catch and run for Cooper Cup, spreading the ball around. But none of that led to Allen Robinson having a day. None of that led to the, the offensive line helping out against Michael Parsons. It was you know, they finally have little small progress, but still the same result at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a rough way to start, too. I mean, on your first two possessions, you give up a sack fumble that gets returned for a touchdown. And then you on the second one, you get a block punt and put some in good field position for the Cowboys. Next thing you know, you're down 9 nothing. So that was such a, a really bad start for them. But they, they picked themselves up. You got to give credit to them. They came back and made it a game uh what were your thoughts from then on yeah you know that's kind of like it became an afterthought it, it was still a game the 9-0 deficit uh i'm blanking on the name but armstrong armstrong had a had a had a big say in that first quarter with the, with the, the force fumble and, force fumble yes. on stafford and then the on he was unblocked on the punt block so when you fall behind nine to zero and you're dealing with a bunch of issues in your pass protection uh, your running game, all that does not help you. When when you have a comfortable lead of 9-0, that allows guys like Michael Parsons to Marcus Lawrence to go off and they find a rhythm. And the, the weird thing, Victor, was that they actually had a running game in the first quarter. They were, they were down 9-0. They were trying to stick to the script. And, okay, let's not play into the hands of the Cowboys. And then Cam Akers had 41 yards rushing in the first quarter, and he ended up with 33. They went backwards. The team had 38 rushing yards. So it's just a bad recipe when you fall behind. You have bad protection, and you, you're not balanced with the ground game, and you're, and people know where you're going, Cooper Cup. So all that just did not help uh, with the 9-0 start. But, yeah, like you mentioned, Victor, it was still a one-score game, but I keep repeating this. Every time it's like a, what, 7-10 to 10 deficit, it feels like a 20-point game because they can't score quickly. And I mentioned the the bomb, the 2-2 two, two, two Atwell for 54 yards, but that kind of summarizes what they need more of. You know, it was a play-action pass drop back, let the play develop, and then throw it to Atwell and stride against uh, Trevon Diggs, right, in coverage. That's kind of like the, the the beauty that they're trying to get, and they're not doing it right now. So they want more plays of that. It was it was nice to see Atwell do that, but other than that, they fell behind, and the same old, same old occurred, Victor. Yeah, and then after that, like once you, once you hit the big play against uh, with Cooper Cup on that 70-yard uh, yard, uh, touchdown catch, 
they punt the ball four four out of the next five possessions. So that's not going to get it done, as you said. But one of the things I wanted to bring up, we before the uh, for the preview, we talked about some of the keys you had the the O line trying to hold up against uh, the Cowboys from seven. That didn't happen, and then I had them establishing the run, which they did early on. Which it, it was weird because they they got back into the game with the running game and somehow once they got back into the game they abandoned it like I I think Acres had like two more carries after that and that was it like they just decided to throw the ball around for whatever reason but I I don't know how you saw that but it was just very frustrating as as someone who was just watching this game. Well, I'll put it this way, Victor. Daryl Henderson, one of their top running backs, zero carries. He was not involved in the game. I think I saw I, – the only reason I know he was in the game because they threw like a deep ball to him or I think it was a trick play, the Cooper Cup, right, the pass, and it didn't work out. So that I was to reason. Acres, and then you had – Oh, that was Acres, yeah. okay. There was one – okay, yeah. it was a Stafford down the field to Henderson. That's the only reason why I knew he was in the game, but zero carries. They, they tried some trickeration with uh, Brandon Powell, Cooper Cup. They had to punt, you know, fake pass from – or fake – punt on the pass which, from Riley Dixon, which is, you know, helped out. Like, they're trying different things, but they, they can't just be like a regular run game. They, they, they have to get creative. They need these jet sweeps. They need to trick plays. Uh, so uh, it's very surprising that Daryl Henderson didn't get a carry in this game. Uh, I know he was asked about it in the game, and he said, yeah, maybe next week. But I think he thought Cam Akers was a hot hand in the first quarter, and it just didn't turn out that way. It was a really strange game, and when you can't be balanced, like, that's why I keep going back to the Atwell play. Like, that was play action. You threw people off guard because you were doing something well in the first quarter. And then now you're predictable. And, you know, shout out to Michael Parsons because that guy had a bad groin. He was limping in and out the field. He was a third down pass rusher. And he still got two sacks and three quarterback hits on the Rams offensive line. So that tells you when a, when a player is banged up and he's still being that productive, uh, you got to figure out ways to help out. And definitely in the rushing game, it will definitely help out with that. But, you know, now now they're kind of this tricky dilemma, Victor, of, you know, do you stick to who you are, who you're, who, what you do best? And that's the 11 personnel. Like, you want your three receivers out there, empty backfield. You want your tight end. But how about some max protection with an extra lineman? How about a two tight end set? And they're not really going that way. I know last year they tried the jumbo package and it helped out. So I'm, I'm wondering when they're going to start doing that. But it feels like a stubborn way of like, hey, we're going to keep doing what we do best. This is our bread and butter. But now it's like you're two and three. You got to mix it up. Yeah, no, and, and and you're right. I mean, you know, just to give some stats here for Stafford, I mean, he finished, what, 20, 28 of 42 for 308 yards. It looks nice, but he also had another interception and was sacked five times. And then Cooper Cup finished with seven catches for 125. 75 of those came on that catch-and-run touchdown. So, I mean, yeah, it looks very, very nice on the on the stats, but we we can see the problems on this offense. I wanted to bring something up real quick because I I stayed tuned for the post game show after after the game was done, just while I prepared for uh, you know uh, to have some notes for you. And uh, Howie Long made a great point uh, on there, and he said, "Yeah, it's great that you use uh, Ben Skoranek as a bull, as a fullback." And he he's like, "Why don't you just go and get a fullback?" So you can help out this run, uh, run uh, this this running game instead of me- messing around with a guy who's a receiver. And I totally agree with that. You go and get yourself a running back. You can find one. They're not, you know, you can. It's not like an offensive lineman where it's kind of hard to find one. A fullback you can find off a of practice squad right now. 
Yeah, you know, that, that's kind of the, the stubbornness where you want to stay true to your 11 personnel. And Vince Caronic's a wide receiver, so even if you get the extra blocker, he could still be a receiver and be a threat in the passing game. So you bring in like a traditional fullback, maybe that, that player, whoever it is, can't provide that element of surprise that, like, hey, he's going to come out the backfield. So, I, I, you know, the thing that's kind of, you know, if you're a Rams fan, it's probably frustrating. It's like, you know, that Vince Caronic project helped out against the Cardinals and the Falcons. Then when you play elite defensive lines of the Nick Bosa's of the world and you saw what happened on Monday night and you try to do it again against Michael Parson, that's where it gets frustrating for people. So uh, maybe they do that and get help. Uh, Victor, maybe you saw this better than I did, but they called them Malcolm Brown for pass protection. Was he even out there to help out? You know, no, I, I didn't even see him out there. Okay, yeah. so it, well, I don't know if it was just me, but I'm like, you know, they try to do these things with the 11 personnel and they're not getting creative. And, you know, I, I, I know I'm new here. It's my first year on the beat. So I'm like, okay, is there like a thing where like, you know, this guy won the Super Bowl last year, Sean McVay. So who am I to say, you got to switch it up and, and try something new. But I know they've done it in the past where they, they try to, you know, avoid some some bad offensive line play or avoid some injuries by, by mixing it up. And that's why he's one of the best coaches in the NFL, Sean McVay, because he's not afraid to kind of throw you off. And, yeah, they had some trick plays today. But, like, how about some more two tight ends? And that reminds me, Victor, I spoke to Kendall Blanton in, in the locker room, which I'll probably use some quotes later today or maybe tomorrow. It's like, you know, how do you mix it up? Like, how do you tell the Super Bowl winning head coach that it's not working? He's like, we got to be patient. It's only four or five games. We saw, you know, when, when things are clicking, this scheme does work. But, yeah, you got to mix it up a little bit. But we all trust Sean McVay. So it's getting to that point where, like, okay, what's going on here? Uh, because at the end of the day, he's a play caller. He's the one running the show. Uh, and then to, for me to, to hear him say, hey, everybody needs to help Matthew Stafford. I'm like, Matthew Stafford could do some things to help out, too. And, you know, credit to Stafford when he's asked about the help part. He said, I got to do it. I got I got to look inward. I got to do things better. I can't force them. I can't do a forced fumble in the first drive. So uh, it's definitely a team effort overall here. Yeah, no, and I, I wanted to stay on the offense, but I kind of want to uh, spend the, the rest of the time here on, on, on the defense that I have with you. Um, I thought they played well. They did their job. Like, uh, I mean, they, they you know, Aaron Donald had the two sacks, and Jalen Ramsey actually stepped up and played well uh, uh, a couple of times against uh, C.D. Lamb. I think I saw on the graphic there that he only allowed him to get one catch in, like, seven target, whether that, whether that was true or not. That was you know, it was on the graphic. So, um, yeah, I, I, I want to give the defense credit here because they, they sure didn't lose this game. They they did what they needed to do against that Dallas offense. Yeah, you know, they got creative with Aaron Donald coming off the edge. They got the two sacks there. And, you know, you know, I saw a couple of plays from, from Leonard Floyd. I'm forgetting, you know, there must have been maybe another sack. Maybe I'm forgetting here, Victor. But I know that they had some pressure. They got some quarterback hits on, on Cooper Rush. But the main thing that I remember from Jalen Ramsey's presser on Friday you know, he was simple about it. We need turnovers. We've got to create these takeaways to help out the offense. You know how many takeaways I had today? Zero. Cooper Rush only needed to throw the ball, what, 12 times. Uh, he was hit multiple times, I felt like, but he didn't commit the mistake. He didn't have a turnover. And that's why the Cowboys are winning games. He's being efficient. He's, he's there and his players players make the make the plays. He's, he's relying on the ground game. And that big 75-yard run for Tony Pollard was definitely a game changer. So, you know, before that, Victor, when they were down 9-0 and they had to play in the short field and they gave up, they only allowed a field goal. Uh, they only had like 21, 29 yards at that point, the Cowboys. But then Tony Pollard went off, broke a couple of tackles, had some nice cuts. So uh, the defense is doing its part, but so far uh, they're not getting takeaways.
Yeah, uh, one the other person that had a sack was for Jalen Ramsey, where oh, he yeah. could have cut. He um he he almost caught him blindside on the blind side there, and almost had he could have forced a fumble there, but Cooper Rush, you know, held on to the ball there. So I mean, there was one opportunity where they could have had a turnover, but like I said, I in terms of the defense, they did their job. Like even uh, the Cowboys were running the ball, but. They weren't running for a lot of yardage outside of that big run by Pollard, as you mentioned. They just knew what they needed to do. They came in with the game plan. Like we've talked about, you cannot force the ball. And and if you lose a turnover battle against a, a team who has a game manager as their quarterback, you're going to be in trouble. And sure enough, that was a recipe they used, and that's what they that's how they won this game with the Cowboys. And, you know, give credit to them. Yeah, Victor, I don't want to pat myself on the back just yet, but I, I called this game, and, you know, yeah. I, I shouldn't take credit because I saw what happened on Monday. That's when I was like, okay, I, I've learned my lesson. I know what this team looks like offensively and when they face elite pass pressure. So, like you said, when, you, when you're playing into their hands or you're playing into the script they want, like, you got to figure out a way where you're not allowing that. You got to come and establish your rhythm, your type of football, and it's hard to do that with the injuries. I get that, but that shouldn't be excused. Like, uh, the Cowboys had their fair share uh, injuries today. CD Lamb was playing with the bad groin. Michael Parsons was limping out there. So, uh, yeah, you got to figure out a way to change the script to yourself. And I think Sean McVay deserves some of that blame with, with the coaching staff. Uh, I don't want to get going here, but you know, because yeah, yeah, give me, give me your, give me your final quick, thoughts here. Yeah, quick, I want to show this comment here because yeah, we, we want to get encourage people to uh, comment and, and leave. Yes. So Alonzo again, second week in a row, leaving a comment. But I think now he's starting to dig a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's true. You know, before the season started, I said uh, the, the Rams are going to be the best team by far in this division because I wasn't sure about Trey Lance. I didn't believe in the Cardinals, and I did not believe in Geno Smith. But right now, the Rams are two and three, uh, and it's not looking that way. But go ahead, Victor. No, no, and he's he's right. You did say that, and you're 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 here. Uh, oh, you did. You know, telling you know, you, yeah, exactly. So yeah, no, and I I thought the same thing you know i'll be honest like i the 49ers didn't look great and like the the rest of the landscape and we've been wrong about that like the 49ers look like that defense looks legit you know i don't know about the rest of the division i mean we'll see it looks like it's a kind of like a balanced division i i think it's going to go down to the wire but i don't see anybody running away with this division no, a lot of football left, but yeah, my by far comment, which really bothered Alonzo, irked them. Uh, it's yeah. not sitting well, not looking good right now. I think the what the 49ers won, so they're three and two. I don't, I think the Seahawks lost, right? Yeah, they lost, uh, and then the and, Cardinals, the, and then I, the Cardinals lost too. Oh, so that's what go. I'm saying. It's it's going to come down to the it'll it'll stay close, and then someone will it one you will probably get one team out of this division for the playoffs. I I believe. Yeah, uh, are we ready for these uh, twelve pack of the game? Yeah, yeah. Just if you, unless you have a final a final thought, we can just move on to who gets the the twelve pack of beer. I kind of feel like I'm repeating myself. Like this offense is definitely broken, and like you're they're making small little steps. Like the Atwell bomb was cool, you know, the catch and run was cool, but it's just very clunky. Even the creativity is falling short. The offensive line is not helping out. And, and you know, David Edwards, like, you got to feel for that guy. I think he's going to have a second concussion. I don't want to assume here, but he went to the concussion protocol. And to take multiple hits in, in back-to-back games is not good. So I'm, that might mean you're down another lineman again. So they got to figure out a way to protect better, get creative. You know, things that used to work are, are not working. So maybe try different things. So that's kind of my thing is, like, now the next time they play, like, an elite pass rush, like, 
do you just go and pick pick the team against the Rams because they can't protect? So you know, to play the Panthers, I don't, I can't really think of a, an elite pass rusher on that team. So that's a good thing for the Rams. But when you start playing the 49ers again after the bye week, they, that could be that could be a problem. Sorry, sorry to cut you there because they do have one. It's Burns. Oh, there the you defensive go. Defensive end. So, yeah. So. so guys like that could single handedly wreck games, and that's what has been happening for this team. I just don't. But I think they're gonna fire their coach on Monday. Matt Rule might be out by Monday, so they'll be they'll they'll be in a good position uh, against the Panthers. Uh, at least I think so, because it looks like even Baker Mayfield was seen in a boot, so he might not even play. So at least some some things are are gonna be in the favor uh, favor of the Rams. Whether they execute, like you said, we'll see. But you know. Um, and then we'll get to the final thing here and just give us your 12-pack of beer player of the game. Yeah. I know it's kind of hard on a losing end, but we have to show some love to some of the players. Yeah. How about this one? It's a sad uh, performance for the Rams and they lose. We give them like a like a, a bad American beer, like a Budweiser, you know? Like we can't give, yeah. them, we can't give them modelos out. We can't give out Pacificos out here because that's the good stuff right there. And we're, right. Being, we're being biased here, the Mexicans, but... Uh, yeah. who, gets, who gets my 12 pack of Budweiser? I'll give it to Aaron Donald because he got the two sacks there, both coming off the edge. I thought that was cool, some creativity. And that's just kind of the weird thing. Like, even on offense, they try to get creative, but it's just really small spurts. Now they're doing it with the defense, and those small spurts are not leading to takeaways. But Aaron Donald figured out a way to do it himself because he was pretty mad about, like, hey, win your one on one matches, win the one on ones, help me out. And he's like, you know what? I'll do it myself. Get off the edge. I got this. So take the 12 pack. Yeah, for me, it's going to be uh, Grant Haley. I had to go and look at the roster because I had no idea who he was. <laughs> yeah. And he was out there breaking uh, passes up against C.D. Lamb. And I was just like, who is this guy? Like, I, I need to do a better job of doing my research uh, before going in because I saw Kobe Duran was inactive today. And I saw, you know, and I saw some of the other guys uh, in there. So I had no idea who that was. But he did a great job. He stepped up to the you know, to the plate there and, and, and did a great job. And for me, like that, that's who gets my 12 pack of beer, but uh, that'll be it for, for us tonight. Um, Gilbert, go ahead and let us know what you got coming out today and tomorrow yeah. um, for the people. Uh, yeah. Check out my story. It's currently out on the orange County register LA daily news. It's about Matthew Stafford needing some help. Uh, my story that I'm working on right now on the notebook. I'm still not sure which way I'm going to go. Maybe it could be, on the defensive side, it could be on, on a terrible ground game. We'll see where I go with this. But I got one more story coming out tonight. Uh, and then maybe tomorrow I will use, maybe I'll do it right now, use some of my, my, uh, my locker room quotes. But uh, other than that, uh, I think I'm good, Victor. No, and they, you know, make sure you're following him and, and getting all that information. He's going to have some videos from the post game uh, locker room there for you guys. So make sure you stay tuned. And uh, as we see, we got another comment from Alonzo uh, complimenting us on our great coverage. So go ahead and, you know, end this for us uh, yeah. tonight. I love the positive vibes. I think the Rams need it. I don't think Alonzo's trying to give positive vibes to the Rams, but here on the show, we'll take it. So on that note, Yanis Vamos. West, vamanos.